Welcome back to Soulback. This is the R&B Podcast. Kyle here, and I have Tom with me. Tom, where is Ed? Good news. Ed did so well at his church's chicken convention speech that he got invited to speak for Wendy's now. Impressive. Wow. Actually, no, that's not it. He told me uh, he was sick and he lost his voice, so he can't join us on the podcast, but... Hey, if we put two and two together, maybe he had too much fried chicken and now he has a sore throat. Didn't he say he sounded like Ja Rule? Yep, and I said, you know what? If you sound like Ja Rule, you should still be on the podcast because uh, <laughs> even with the rough yep. voice, he still made it to the Rap Hall of Fame. So I think Ed <laughs> could have been here, but what are you going to do? What do we got this week? Well, Tom, I actually had another R&B trivia laid out for you guys. You guys were going to go head-to-head, but since he isn't here, I guess we'll have to take away his portion uh, and, and just make you do this R&B trivia by yourself. Are you ready? Oh, come on. I guess. What is the concept right. here? You know, last two episodes ago when I put you on the spot and I put Ed on the spot and I asked you to name the album that this music soul child or keith sweat song was from yep and i gave you the easiest uh questions ever or the easiest songs yep well i took that into consideration and i said you know what i need to give tom a little more respect he is a diehard r&b and music soul child fan and he listens to the albums not just the songs right correct so if i were to name those same songs could you tell me what song comes before it on the album? Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? Are we Definitely ready? Definitely not. Absolutely not. Let's do, <laughs> Let's do this. But I'll tell you Let's why. Let's take a stab at it. this. All right, tell me why you can't do it first. Actually, I, re- I came to a realization in recent years. In, in my younger years, I could do that because I hadn't even heard that many albums. But now that I've heard tens of thousands of albums, my brain cannot hold that much material in my head. So, I already know off the bat, I definitely cannot do that. Sounds like a bunch of excuses. Let's get started That's a here, valid Tom. excuse. That is... <laughs> for the listeners you say out that, there, Listen, you, you say that now, that. and then once you get three out of three, you're going to be singing a, a, a different tune. Okay. Okay, go ahead. So, the first song... What, what song comes before Don't Change on the Just Listen album? I literally have no idea. Well, it's the song Best Friend. Yeah, I see. I wouldn't have got that. Cause I, All right, then. Sorry, mus- if you're listening Music Soul Child, I usually skip that song. Oof. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, the next song we had was Buddy, B-U-D-D-Y, off the Love and Music. What song comes before that? Was that track number three on the album? No, that was track number one. So nothing comes really? before that. Oh, yeah. wow. Damn. So I know what comes after uh-huh. then. I think Miss Philadelphia, if I remember correctly. Yes. One of my favorite Music Soul Child songs, absolutely. Unfortunately, this was songs that came before, not after. So This is going great Tom. so far. Yep. I think, you know what? If you get this, I won't crown you the king of R&B, but uh, you'll get to stay on the podcast for another episode. All right. Uh, the song "Who Knows" off uh, off uh, the Soul Star album. 
<sighs> yeah, I have no idea, man. Infatuates. That's a great song, but I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> you know well, what? Twenty oh, three. This. <sighs> Do you know how many albums I have? Come on, man. That's not listen, fair. Tom. I'm willing to bet if Ed was here, he could name the songs that came before those Keith Sweat songs that we talked about two weeks ago. I'm still convinced he was Googling information while while you were asking him the questions to get those right. Ah, never mind. Ed's not fast enough to do that, so that, that's not true. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that he named that bonus Walmart song featuring Akon, <laughs> that was like the most impressive thing I've seen in R&B this year. Man, I'm convinced that's all that plays in his house, and his wife must be pissed like she probably doesn't even stay in the same room as him (laughs) damn all right let's focus here tom uh we got some new music to talk about um some good before we do that can we get a shout out to the last episode with donnell jones that was pretty epic yeah it was actually really epic and we got our homegirl lachelle wallace she came back from the dead and made an epic comment uh it takes about 15 minutes to read it because it was that long but tom there's some pretty good stuff in there um, <laughs> she usually has some something good to say, but uh, Donnell was a great guest and uh, gave us some great history. Filled us in on the new music, his collaboration with John B. So that was he was a good guest. We've been on a roll, so this is exciting right now. Yeah, we have, and we have a couple more coming up that'll be uh, just as exciting. But Tom, can we get into the new music now? Let's go into it because I have some things to say about this new Solange album. When I get home. Before I get into my little spiel, you were on social media, you were on Twitter, you I'm sure you read all the responses. What were the responses on your end? What did you see? I mean, well, after, before you put that comment out there, people were just, you know, so excited. Solange, wow, it's such a great piece of art. And, man, we don't, I haven't heard music like this in a long time. Fast forward to your tweet. Oh, man, everyone was agreeing with you. <laughs> I don't even know so, yeah. who authorized you to diss her like that, but it was pretty impressive. Well, first and foremost, I didn't diss anybody. I did not name names. So if you think it's Solange, then that's on you. That's not on me. <laughs> but <laughs> Tom, if the, fit, if, if the glove fits, then, you know. <laughs> but well, let me just let, let me bring it back a little bit here because her last album, A Seat at the Table, that was a great album. Like, objectively, I really like that album. A lot of people did it. Won a Grammy, I believe, for Best R&B Song. So, and, you know, Solange has always been underrated. You know, I remember back in 2008, you really liked her, her her second album. And I think you listened to her first one as well, right? The one with Crush yep, on it? absolutely. Yep. So, Solange has always been under the radar and loved and appreciated by R&B fans. And it seems like in recent years, maybe because of just how big Beyonce has gotten, that's allowed Solange to be back in the spotlight in a different type of way. She took advantage of that with her last album, dropped a great project. But this one, Tom, I tweeted about it. I'm not going to say it was about Solange, but it sure does fit that description. It felt like a bunch of freestyles that she did in one take and just slapped it on and called it an album. And this is what pisses me off, is that critics... Fans and listen, guys. If you guys like the album, good for you. I'm not. I'm not gonna hate on that. But to have people deem it as like an instant classic and a piece of work, a piece of art, it it doesn't suit. It doesn't sit well with me, especially because I know there's artists that are 
literally in the studio recording every day to master the craft and she just put out like a rough mm. draft and it's being deemed as like the greatest thing since sliced bread tom i have a big problem with that well i know ed if he was here he'd agree with us and i'll just say like i think people are confused i mean these surprise albums social media influence people think they should like something because everyone else likes it and then if you remember the d'angelo album when he made his comeback that felt like that was the last album I really thought felt unfinished and people were praising it. And I was like, he's mumbling. He, we don't even know what he's singing. It doesn't feel finished. And then people praise that. So I almost feel like it's more of the movement. We know that. It's more of the movement than the actual music these days. It's just sad to see that music has devolved to that point. And this isn't to say she's trapping and making garbage. It's just not classic timeless. Let's call it what it is. you know. So that's what I, the way I see it. Yeah, because even the songwriting on that, and Solange is a very talented songwriter. She's written for, you know, Destiny's Child. She's written for herself, and I have no problem with her songwriting. But on this, there were so many songs where she would just repeat the title over and over and over and over again. And I'm like, this is what people are listening to? So that brings me to to my next question, Tom, because I know some people said, well, you got to be under the influence of drugs or alcohol to listen to this to appreciate it. Tom, if you have to be on some sort of influence to listen to an album for it to be considered good is the music really good that's a that's a question for you i I need to hear your opinion on this is that an actual question or is that like a common sense like rhetorical question i mean we know the answer come on (laughs) i don't know because you know what sometimes when you play music really loud it can kind of sound good maybe it's the same thing if you're on drugs (laughs) that's that's true but you shouldn't have to harm your body to appreciate a piece of music i mean come on yeah, you know what? Someone did make a tweet on that. I think it was uh, I think his name was like Slick Partner. I think that's his name where he said it can enhance the music but it shouldn't be required for it to be good. And I I guess I can agree with that. Yeah, I mean cuz when I have a drink, you know, if you have a couple of drinks and you're tipsy, you know, you feel good, you know, you're nice. That's different than being on drugs or sniffing coke and then being like, "Wow, this is amazing, man." You know, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, shout-outs to Solange. For the people that do like the project, I'm glad you guys do. But just for us, it really, to me, it wasn't the best body of work. And I think that's where we're at today where, you know, you see on Twitter someone likes it. And I got to give a shout-out to this woke, that stay woke crowd. Man, it was like that hipster crowd from like 10 years ago, but there's more of them now. And they have a bigger presence online. And man, it's it, it's it's well, it's a lot. But let me make one more comment, then we'll move on. But imagine if the only R and B you've heard in the past five years is like LMA and her, and everything else you heard was Quavo and Amigos and Travis Scott and all that stuff. So comparatively speaking, this Solange album probably sounds really good if you're into R and B, because you probably have never heard anything else of someone even really singing. Think about it like that. I mean, Tom, we're going to have to move on to the next subject because... Oh, if come Ed, on. <laughs> Ed, listen, if, if Ed was here, he would be yelling, and Ed is not here, so we're yeah. not going to contribute to this loudness. Can we move on and talk <laughs> about Sammy's new album, Everlasting? Shout out to Sammy. He joined us a couple weeks ago and gave us some great insight into the album. Yeah, and good dude. I listened to the album, and... 
I want to go off on record and say that, uh, go on on record and say that Coming of Age's last album, I really liked that album. I know Ed did too, and Tom, you did as well. We had a couple of his, of his songs on our countdown. This new one, Everlasting, I mean, we were a little, um, we were a little scared after he dropped that single with uh, Little Baby Times 10. The record itself, it's not bad, but Tom, I think it falls under the issue that a lot of R&B albums have these days. The songs are like 2 minutes and 24 seconds. They mm. lack a bridge. And because of that, because there aren't a lot of changes going on in the record, everything starts to sound the same. And I can say that's probably the case with this Sammy project. Midway through that album, it sounded like back-to-back -back every song was the same song. But he does have a great song on there called uh, Second Time Around. It's one of those sad piano ballads that uh, I know you can't listen to anymore, Tom. But, well, <laughs> I mean, shout out to Sammy. He's still pushing it. He's still doing his thing. Well, this is not directed at Sammy because I haven't heard the album. But think, but you answered this question. If he had spent double the time on creating this album to make something you know, even way better subjectively, is there any guarantee it would have been more successful? I can't say no. the it's an obvious yes. So, oh, of course not. But I think, I mean, I don't know how Sam. I'm sure Sammy thinks his album is great, and I'm not going to dispute that. But if artists put a little more time, and maybe they need more writers involved, because I know when you're independent, you try to do everything yourself to, you know, save money and also try to get as much publishing as possible. Collaborate with some writers who can write a bridge, who can bring a different melody to the game and sammy's a talented writer don't get me wrong but i just think in today's landscape with these independent artists they just all want to do it themselves it's all about ownership but back mm. in the day it was about collaboration so yeah yeah so so shout out to sammy man, though to he um he's yeah. a good dude and he has a great following i didn't really realize this um as maybe i should have noticed but man he has a lot of fans who were out there supporting him encouraging others to check out the album so that was pretty cool to see yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him on the Millennium Tour, too. Oh, stop. Come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, Tom, <laughs> the Millennium Tour does start next week. That's that's very exciting. Yeah, I mean, you were trying to encourage me to go to the New York one, but I, I, I don't think so. Okay. Well, we'll keep on trying. Uh, we got a couple <laughs> more records that... Uh, that I want to talk about here. Um, Neo has a new song called Genesis, but apparently it's not by Neo. It's by his alter ego, Tom. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I didn't really realize this, but it's a conceptual type of track. He uh, contributed to the Step Up High Water soundtrack, so he's performing it as he was his character in the movie. He he He's a performer in the sh in the movie, I guess. So in the series, uh, Sage, I think is the name of his character. So. Um, it's a cool song, though, for those who have heard it. Someone mentioned it a bit off a bit of uh, My Prerogative. I don't know about that, but it's it's not... Someone, someone else said at least it's not EDM. So, I mean, there's that. But, yeah, it's a cool song. I don't think Neil has made an EDM song since um, that song with Pitbull, Time of Our Lives. Remember that song? You're right, but I don't even know if people have heard his past couple of albums. I mean, they didn't really perform like his previous work. You're right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Sage Odom is his, I guess, alter ego. The song, I was trying to figure it out with Ed earlier in the week. We're like, what song does this sample? Because I do hear a little bit of my prerogative. 
I think I might even hear a little bit of Poison, but that's just me, maybe the melody of it. But it's a cool record, and, you know, Neil has dipped away from promoting his album, and now he's on that TV show. So, I mean, I'm always looking forward to new Neil, Neil music, and this Michael Jackson, New Jack Swing type of vibe, it always works for me when it comes to Neil. Yep. Yep, so shout-outs to Neil, who is now also a vegan for the past, like, year and a half, and he's looking ripped, and... Tom, we got to get on that vegan diet soon. Let's get Neo on this podcast, man. He'd be a good guest. Yep, he would. We need to get him on here. But, Tom, can we talk about this new Cardi B and Bruno Mars song? Because I went on Wikipedia to look at the production credits for it, and it's labeled as an R&B song. Is this song R&B? I mean, I think we talked about if you took Cardi B off the song. It sounds like an an amazing song that's straight out of the 90s. I mean, am I wrong? No, you're you're absolutely right. I think it might be a reject from uh, Bruno's last album because it's the same mm. producers, kind of fits that whole vibe that he was going for his last album. But yeah, that song was cool. I liked it. I just don't want to listen to Cardi B, man. Can we move on? All right, we'll move on from that. Um, I've got some exciting news, Tom. So a couple of weeks ago, we had talked about how KC from Jodeci was releasing a solo album. Uh, well, not to be outdone, JoJo of Jodeci, Jojo Haley, Casey and Jojo, for those that can't connect the dots, he's coming out with a solo album. And Tom, we've talked about it numerous times. You're, you're, you know, you were covering a Casey and Jojo concert a couple of years ago, and Jojo was not sounding too good. It's not that he wasn't sounding good, it's that he was just acting as a background singer, which was kind of weird. You know, he never took the lead, he kind of stood on the side, so... That's why it's kind of interesting to see that he's coming with a solo project. I mean, I'm interested to see what it sounds like. But it's pretty exciting news, though. I mean, we haven't heard a solo album from both of those guys. Yeah, I mean, Casey we know as, like, the voice of the of the 90s, or at least one of them, one of the premier vocalists. JoJo, I have always felt, was underrated. So it'll be interesting to see what he brings to the table. Um, if you go on his I'll Instagram you my... right now, he, post, well, he posted a, a yeah. sample of his upcoming single, and it sounds fine. So... He might be honest. I'll, I'll tell you my reaction to this. Is uh, <clears throat> shout to the uh, Casey and JoJo fan page. They were kind of giving me some of the news behind the scenes of what's going on. But um, man, I really just want to see a Jodeci tour. Like we have all these '90s artists who are touring, sharing their gift with the world and their hits. You know, we know Devante probably won't tour, but you could do it with just the three other members, and uh, they could be touring the world, and people would love to hear their music. I feel like. We're just missing out on that. You know, it's, it's such a void because they're one of the legends of the 90s. Yeah, and their music is so influential today. But, I mean, from what I've heard, their their live show isn't that great these days. But, yeah, hey, it's still an opportunity for them, I guess. Let's shout out PJ Morton real quick, man. This guy is on a roll. He announced his acoustic tour coming up. Um, this is right after he announced he'll be creating an album live at the essence festival which is we've never heard of anything like that like in front of an audience recording an album that's pretty cool and then after that he announces tour an acoustic tour just him and the piano and then following that he put out his new his artist the amours um new single all the time and those are two great singers we had them at the soul village show a few years ago shout out to our boy zeppelin they're out of dc he put us on to them so a lot of a lot of exciting things going on with PJ Morton. I mean, this is right after he won the Grammy, and right after he performed at the Super Bowl with Maroon Five. So, I mean, this is like, 
you know, he's always been one of the best artists, I feel like, in R&B, but on the low. But, man, it, it's like his time to shine is right now. I mean, that's what happens when you're consistent. You do good live and with your albums. And I felt like that live Gumble album really put him on another level. Absolutely. No one's really doing stuff like that, man. And it's exciting to see him being creative. For sure. So, Tom, a couple more records I want to touch on. Give me your comments or, or whatever. Um, but we have Allure. They drop a new single, Like I Do. Yeah, we ha- we were very late on this one. It came out in, in, I think, November or October of last year. But our friend DJ Soulchild put us on. He's on the pulse of things. And uh, it's a dope, like, 90s-sounding record. It's pretty good. So check that one out. Um, it didn't really get distributed. We were, like, the only site to have picked it up. So, um, but it definitely deserves a listen. For sure. Salam and Remy and Gallant roll the dice. Do it for the culture, Tom. Salam Remy oh, continues man, we, to do that. Gallant is, is low-key. Well, maybe not low-key, but we never really talk about him. But he's one of the best vocalists of that younger generation. And Salam Remy is one of our favorite producers. So to see those two come together was a really cool moment. Yep. And then we have Devin Culture, Fears, produced by Troy Taylor. Troy talked about him on the podcast when he was here. This guy has an amazing falsetto. And I know a lot of fans were asking you to post a song. I think D. Brooks is his name? Yeah, shout out to D. Brooks. Um, you know, uh, Troy Taylor, as I mentioned in the article, has a history of picking out artists like this from, as we know, Carl Thomas. He talked about that. Trey Songs, Kevin Ross. Um, this guy could be the next in line, so he has a good voice. Kind of fits that male R&B singer whole character, so it'll be interesting to see. It's a good song. Check it out. And then Babyface has a new song uh, with Tiffany Young. I believe this artist is signed to the production group The Stereotypes as well as um, the Far East Movement. Yeah, I don't really know much about her. I guess she's actually huge online, but uh, yeah, that's uh, whenever Babyface comes out with something, we have to check it out. So I we featured that on the site. Um, I think she's a, a Korean-based artist. Or uh, Don't quote me on that, though. I don't really know much about her, but it's a, it's a cool song. You know, it's always good to see Babyface staying involved with things. All right, guys, I guess it's time to bring in our special guest. And like I said, every week we try to bring in a special guest, someone who has brought soul back. And, Tom, I'm really excited about this guest. Who do we have? Oh, man, we have one of our favorite producers, you know, one of the top producers out of the 90s, and then today is doing, you know, some of the biggest things in R&B right now that have us so excited. Really excited to welcome Tim Kelly to the podcast, man. What's up, Tim? Yes, sir. What's up, man? How y'all doing, man? How y'all extended family uh, doing? (laughs) We're all doing good, man. We're good, man. Thanks. And like I said, we're excited to have you here. I got to be honest with you, man. Part of the reason we wanted to have you here was just so, so we could get access to those 112 unreleased songs and those TGT unreleased songs you have over there, man. <laughs> man, you know what? So crazy, man. I got, I, man, I got so many, man, albums. Look, easily I got like three albums on 112 and three, and yeah. like maybe three or four albums on TGT, man, because, you know, uh, 112, obviously, you know, um, we put them together along with, um, with Courtney, yep. with Courtney um, Bear, and then, um, you know, they ended up getting signed to Bad Boy, which that's a whole nother extension. We could talk about when we could do that. Yeah. But then, um, and then TGT, you know, Tyrese is one of my best friends. So I was always at his house, man. He always have a setup. Be like, hey, Tim, I'm thinking about this, man. And then we go yeah. to the piano or the guitar, and then they go a joint right there. So, 
you know, that's how that ended up happening, man. Awesome, man. But uh, in all seriousness, though, we'll talk about that offline, but, man, what you're doing right now with the label, SRG, is is pretty much, I mean, we're blown away. Because R&B right oh, now, especially you. 90s artists, is, is, is like a lot of 90s artists kind of, they're not releasing music. Some of them have lost their way. They don't know which direction to go. But what you're doing at the label, putting out some of our favorites, you're producing their whole projects. I mean, it's just amazing. You know, everyone from, you know, Brian McKnight, his last album, his new single, you know, and so much so much else you got going on. Talk about what the situation is like you got going on over there. Okay. Well, um, first of all, man, thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. Um, and, you know, I got to give it to, first of all, man, the God, you know, God above, man. Because, you know, without him, I mean, you know, it, it, it wouldn't even be going on, man. Because sometimes I even like, like, wow, thanks, God, for I mean, because, you yeah. know, it's really good. like you said, the, the, you know, the, the, the wind, man, is blowing weird these days, man. But basically what it is is um, SRG is going through Universal. Um, and then uh, I, I it's kind of a late – I got a label within a label, so to speak. It's like um, all, the Black Division, I basically – you know, I'm the A&R, so, I, I, you know, I kind of bring the artist in that I want. And what I did was I decided, I was like, you know what, man, I'm, I know there's labels that sign uh, artists that's, that could or potentially sell records that came from my era when I started, you know what I mean? But, yeah, you know, I have an you know, existing database in there, you know, what they've done already, too, is a worth, too. So I took it a step further. I was like, you know what, man? I know how to trap, you know, that's, that's easy if you're, mm. if, especially if you're a, um, a, a guy like me where you always paying attention to everything that's going on around you. Um, so the trap wasn't the hardest thing. It was, you know, how can I make music without really trapping? You know I mean? You, it's a perfect blend, put it that way. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, I need to do it on artists that trust me because it's going to sound, you know, this different sound that I got right now. It's not going to be like, you know, yesteryear, and but it's going to be like right now and in the future. So I got to have somebody that trusts me to know that I already did a hit on them already, first of all, or artists, or artists that are like, man, I always wanted to work with you, man. And I'm like, I got this sound, and I got to wait for us to make some money. You know what I mean? So right. that's what I basically did. I started off with the artists I already, you know, had history with, obviously Bobby V. Um, Sean's feeling a little something. Obviously, I, I got – Major history yep. boys and men. I, uh, we, we, you know, we was raised in the industry together with um, boys and men. So uh, that's number one. And then um, let's see who else, man. <laughs> so many of them. Raheem was a guy that I wanted to work with, so he's on there. Um, yep. And I, t- I was telling you, I'm mixing his record now. Um, yep. And then uh, Brian, I, I got major history. Brian, I've been known Brian since uh, 1993. So. The artist that I just named, the artist that really trusted me in the studio, like, even though they're like, I don't know, man, you know, they're like, trust me, man, I got it. And then there's a CEO, his name is Claude Maloney, man, what's up, Claude, if you listen to him, but he really trusts me, too. So when you got a lot of people that trust you, you know what I'm saying, you're not scared to go over there and try it, you know what I'm saying, with them, because you already know, I'm like... I know exactly how they sing. I know their sweet spots. And when I write this and come up with the hook, you know what I mean? I'm in the right key. It's just everything. You know, the, all the elements is, you know, I'm thinking about all that at the same time when I'm doing when I'm doing the production. So I was like, you know what? It, one turns into three, and I promise I'll be wanting to get some other <laughs> producers. Oh, but 
you know, I'm one of the ones I saw. I always been, uh, you know, preparation meets opportunity kind of guy. Like when I do one, and and it feels good, and we get to the third one. Before you know it, I got twelve or twenty, and they mm. be like, you know, and everybody jumping up and down, you know, doing crazy. I'm like, and then my CEO's like, I don't like that you look it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you know, that's what happened. Wow. On, no lie, that's what happened on all of them so far, man. And then wow. I'll bring like maybe one person, you know. I'll be like, just to give, you know, let Claude know that I got some other, you know, cats that can produce too. But the bulk of it is going to be me, man. No lie, so far, you know. And it's been working Amazing, nice, man. So. We, we've been noticing. <laughs> so it's just a blessing, man. Nice. You know. Tom, Tom, I got to put you on the spot here because, Tim, obviously you've signed so many great acts to that label now, all male artists. So, Tom, I'm going to put you on the spot and maybe we can make some – Suggestions to Tim. What female artist do you want Tim to the, to sign to the label? Because I'm thinking, oh, you know, what? Ooh, uh, that's crazy. Um, y'all thinking, just mentioned that. I can't wait to talk to y'all about that. But go ahead. <laughs> hold on. Well, there, there's so many choices though. But hold up. You want me to just pick one up off the top of my head, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, because I'm thinking one. I don't know if we're thinking the same one, but Tom, you go. <laughs> oh. Wait, all right, Kyle, you, Kyle, Kyle, you, know you do Tom? yours first? Hey, hey, no, hey, hold, Tom, on, hold, careful, hold on, hold on. I saw your post, man. I saw your post. I saw your post. Tim. The girls were there, man. And I, I, all right, hold on, hold on. You sit in on it, baby. <laughs> There's a few of them that I even discovered, man. But all right, hold on, hold on. Kyle, you go first. I'm going to go right after you. Well, you know what? With Tim's production... I mean, he can play the piano, play the heck out of that piano, and I think he just brings those perfect elements together. I would like to hear a Brandy uh, oh. brandy vocals on a Tim track, or Monica, someone like that. But, Tom, what about you? What do you have? Oh, hold on. I got I got two. I'm going to go with two also. So I'm going to go with, first is going to be Maya, because I love the movement wow. Maya has, has, has built up with her independent situation. I agree. I don't know, Tim, if, if you've realized, Tim, but, man, she's built up, like, independently. Like, she's a great movement, doing it all herself, and we admire that. But number two is definitely going to be Tamia. I mean, we oh, love Tamia. Man, you Her know last what? album was dope, man. And, and she needs – she just <laughs> exactly, She doesn't need, necessarily need the help, but, man, Tamia is one of those artists, like, in the right hands, could create such a, a timeless album. So I, And we know you could do that for her, so – those are my two right off the top of my head. Oh, wow. You know what? Each, every one of them that you named, I worked with them or discovered. It's crazy. Wow. Everyone that <laughs> wow. his name. I gave to me, I obviously so into you. <clears throat> On Monica, yeah. uh, first album, what, did uh, almost, what, over half of it. And then I worked yep. with Maya, man. We did a lot of songs together, man. But um, right when I was done with one of her albums when she was signed to a major label, man, I think the label um, disbanded. And then we mm. talked about working together, but it just never happened. So y'all name, all of y'all name, man, are like my sisters, man. <laughs> That's Great. dope, man. I got, I got one more. Can I bring up one more? And then Let me Brandy, bring one more. Too. Brandy's my girl, man. You know what? She, you know what's crazy? She actually did yeah. a demo for throwing to you. Oh, wow. What? For, for, for what? Tamiya, yeah. So she did the where? demo, and then Mario Winans did the background for us to let me actually hear. Um, where is yeah, that MP3? Where is that MP3? Can we get <laughs> access to that? I got it, <laughs> I got it man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Tom, we'll talk, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. 
Hey, look, look, home. One little, one more little tidbit was crazy. So I didn't, I, I didn't have a pre-course for, uh, for uh, so and so when to go. Right? How about man? Yeah. I, I was listening to uh, some joints that we had did on Destiny's Child when we first got them signed. Right? That mm-hmm. that uh, I think you're truly something special. That was a that was a a, a pre hook that I took from one of the songs we did on Destiny Child, man, and that was for so into. Long history, wow, now, wow. man, it's crazy. I, you know what? I'm gonna play that for you. I'm gonna get that to you, Tom, too, man. Please, please I would love to gonna, hear it. <laughs> you're gonna trip out, man. It was a <laughs> wow, man. Nice. That's amazing. That's history right there, man. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. Just bless me. <laughs> like Tim, let's not forget about those. Let's not forget about those one twelve records. We haven't forgotten. <laughs> got you. Don't worry, I got oh, you. Man. Man. Oh They're man, they're mixing everything, funny. man. You just, you know what? Wow, you, just, yeah. you, can, you just gotta keep them to yourself, though, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get eight up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, though, man. You know that we actually have unreleased Aaliyah songs that we never share with anyone that producers oh, share wow. with us, and we, so we don't, we don't. When we hear something, we we're given something as a gift. We don't we don't any, let anyone get that. So you know that's how it is. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Hey. That's crazy. That's crazy. Hey Tom, we don't want the Aaliyah fans coming at us. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Oh, All right, man. let's get back on topic. Man. Right. Yo, man. Well, Tim, I had a I had a question because you're signing all of these great R and B acts, and man, I'm loving it. You know, I was such I was so happy when you signed Bobby V because I felt like he deserved the second shot at this, but is there any pressure on your end when you're signing and producing these artists because of the state of R&B? It's not necessarily making enough money or making the money that it once was. So when these albums are put out, is there a profit in that? Are you are you looking at it from a dollar standpoint as the guy that's you know signing these artists? You know what, man? Not at all, man. Um, first of all, let's go back to the first part. There's no pressure because... I'm gonna tell you why it's not, it, 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 it don't feel any pressure. I mean, first of all, man, that the word pressure is not even in my in my embodiment, man. I I um I I kind of I, I I've lived within pressure my whole life, man. Um, you know, from me being when I was in, from 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 high school, being a, like you know the point guard of the team to you know being a leader. You know what I'm saying? It's like you take you want you want to feel pressure so it can you know heighten everything up in your body. You know what I'm saying. So that first of all, that's why I, I don't feel pressure anyway. First, second thing is is Bobby man. It's like my brother. He literally is man. Because when we did the first album, um, he came and lived with me. So we right. lived together. Um, and then I was in Atlanta before, just like a little bit before that, and I did miss this whole album before they got dropped from Electra. So. Mm. I, when I worked with Bobby, I was telling him, I was, hey, man, why don't you try sauce, man? I, you you always sing, in, you know, from your chest, man. Nah, I don't do sauce, man. You know, um, Brandon does this, and then the other guy does this. I'm like, you need to try it, man. And, you know, and when I when I saw him again for for, the, for that first album, he said, hey, Tim, man, I, I took some of your advice, man. I'm like, yeah, and he started singing in his sauce, man. I'm like, wow. I said, you know what? I'll tell you what. Go back home to the crib. And grab some clothes and all that. Come and live with me, man, for a minute. Let's just mess around. And then that's how that first album came along, man. I wasn't even trying. I you know, wasn't even trying to give him a deal. Nothing. I just wanted to just go in the studio and just do some music in between the artists I was working on. 
And I just came, just stumbled across, man, um, slow down and tell me. I had a whole other reference for him. <laughs> it was funny. And then I just gave it to my boy. You know, it was back in the day when you could just be like, oh, I got some, some dudes or, or I'm real close with that work at the radio station. You could just hand it to them and they could play it. Where now it's all the way different. It was always three programs. So Bobby was right on the tail end of that, that era right there where you can just hand your boy the joint and he played. So mm. I, I hand this guy PJ Butter, man, out here in uh, L.A. I gave it to him, and I gave him slow down. And that's how Bobby broke right there. Us just messing around. Damn. And it was number one on the radio <laughs> station. Nobody knew what he looked like. Nothing. They didn't even know. We just came up with the Bobby Valentino. We just said something. You know what I mean? It's crazy how it happened, man. So the answer, you know, I'm, I'm trying to wrap it up, make it all make sense, man. I do that with everything, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I leave a lot of room for God to come in. You know what I mean? I, I do what I do, but I just you know what I'm saying? And then that's what's been happening right now. It's like, all right, God, you know what I mean? You led me this way. You know what I mean? The the sign, Sean, um, before, uh, you know, trying to hold boys in the um, group, I just asked Sean. I mean, Sean's already recording anyway at his studio because he had a little studio set up. Um, um, almost like towards downtown LA, yeah, the studio. I used to always go over there and holler at him because he wasn't that far away from me. So, I, something compelled me to call him one day and say, "Hey, man, hey, Sean, you want to do an album?" Um, uh, sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I told him what I got. Like, look, here's my situation. Da da da. Skippy did it, and we can just, you know, go and trap ourselves in a room and make it out. He said, "Let's do it." I did the I did the deal with him right on the phone. And then, bam, he was signed. A little film or something came out. Brian's yeah. was a little different because Brian was already signed up there. So Brian right. is the one that mm-hmm. actually took, you know, brought me up there. Um, and then, you know, I always was working with Brian anyway. So me and Brian got a great chemistry, you know. So, so every time I work with him, it was magical. You know what I mean? But, mm. the, but the rest of them, that's how it, it literally, that's how it happened, man. I called him up. Hey, man, you know what? You want to do, do an album? You want to do some music together, man? You want to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, I got this situation. I'm going to turn it to this. For real? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Bam, boom, bam. Uh-huh. Here's all these, you know, this, you know, this, this body just came out, and it's working. You know, I, right. um, it's really working, man. I, I, and, I, and I, you know, I got to thank the artist first of all, you know, for still believing in me and what I'm capable of doing. You know, that, that's really all it is, man. Because you know, all of us producers, man. Um, from those days, man, I think we were all gifted at some point in somewhere um, playing an instrument uh, or uh, writing or, or or had some other producers or something. I just was always self-contained, you know, me and Bob were. So mm. right now, you know what I'm saying, you just got to be really, really smart. You just be like, okay, what's happening right now? What's the, what's the kids listening to? And then my age, you know, in my age bracket, what are they listening to? And we blend it together. You know what I mean? And some people, right. have, you know, have a little issue and got to fight with it. You know, I, I really I really take it on, and I and I want to challenge myself, you know. So mm. that's why you hear a little trap in there. You hear a little this in there. You mm-hmm. hear a little, you know, R&B of the 90s in there, even the 80s, and then, you know, some future. You know what I mean? That I, and I'm trying to find a name, man, so if y'all can help me out with it, I'm trying to find <laughs> a name uh, with my music sound is right wow. now. Wow. Because it's a little bit of everything, wow. man, you know. 
and it's working, man. And I, absolutely, thank God, man. For sure. Hey, hey, Tom. Um, you know, the one thing I love about Tim's Instagram, he always tells us the gre- the greatest stories about some of those records that him and Bob yep. produced together. So what I want to do here, Tim, I'm going to name a record, or Tom's going to name a record first. I'll go after him. You give me your story or anything you remember about the record or just how that record makes you feel today. So, Tom, what do you have for Tim? All right, Tim. So one of our, our friends, you know, big supporters, you know, I got soul is John B., right? And right. uh, you and t- t- you and uh, uh, Bob produced a song they don't know for John B. Now let me right. just tell you that when I go when I go to a John B. show, you know the audience is singing this song word for word. You know it's, he doesn't even have to sing; it's like they're singing the whole song. So like that for me as an R.B. fan is an amazing moment. You know that's something you created that was timeless. You know right. that's such an epic record, man. What do you what do you remember about creating that song with John B.? What I remember about that song, man, is um, I love someone to love when, that Babyface did, and I was like wondering when he when we actually hooked everything up, did he want something like that, or can I change? And when he came in the studio, and which we're we, you know, we were still uh, working at Dallas's studio, when he came in, like what up, man? You good? What's up, Pimpin? Mm-hmm. Like, right? This white guy talking like that. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, man. You know what I'm saying? In my mind, man. So I'm like, wait a minute, man. He uh, he got some black friends or he, you know, something. I don't know, man. I don't want to call it. But then I, I started playing tracks, and I was playing some ones that were cross, you know, armory kind of crossover ones. And then yeah. once we, I said, man, here's what we're working on right here. And when I played They Don't Know, he's like, that, that's what, man, that's what I'm talking about, man. He mm. said, man, you know what, man? Y'all print that right now, man. He said, I just got off the plane, man. I got, you know, I got, you know, man, feeling all weird, but, like, print that real quick. So I was like, all right. So I just did a real uh, a two-track, you know, just, just a stereo bounce, and you know what I mean? And then we just started going back and forth on the words. He just started, he, he, jumped, in the, he jumped in the booth, and he's like, dah, 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 dah. so when he was saying that, I wrote a few words down. And then he would say a few words, so I'd be like, wow, heard about my past when you used to do so. What I remember about that is us just doing that, and then it just, we just finished it so fast, man, probably like 15, 20 minutes. It was done. Mm. And then he came in and just resung it again the next day so we could make sure we wasn't crazy, <laughs> and that was it. And we did wow. all the rest of them on that album the same way. Nice. He just went in there and scattered some words. You know, he, he would have a some, – sometimes he'd say a whole sentence, Sometimes it'd just be like a, like a, this little melody. And then I would say, hey, man, what about this? Yeah, that's it. And then that's how I learned how to, um, seriously, that, that song, They Don't Know, showed me, man, like, you know what? You don't need a pen and pencil, man. Leave it alone. Just throw somebody in the booth or you go in the booth. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you don't need to write it down. It can come organically way better sometimes. You know, and I'm not knocking the people that got to write down, but I'm saying sometimes, man, you just don't write it down. You're not really thinking right. and looking at, oh, I got to say I, why? Oh, it's got, when yeah. you're looking at it, you know, you're thinking of a poem as opposed to you just, nothing, you're just coming from the heart. So I I think that's what I, you know, remember about that song, man. You know, wow. just let it yeah. flow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Never know, man, what it come out right. That's dope. Nice. Kyle, what do you got? 
Well, I got to bring up this record because, Tim, you guys with Case, you guys have done so many great songs, and they're all super sad, but I don't know if it gets sadder than missing <laughs> you. Uh, man, I, but you know what? I was on YouTube a while ago, and I found that uh, a version with Joe. I know he wrote the song, but just tell me the story of how that all came together. Was it a Joe song at first? Okay. It was a Joe for song, but no, he didn't. Everybody got them mixed up. No, Joe did not write that. Me, Bob, oh. and Joe wrote that. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. But you know, a lot of people got that mixed up, man. He did not. He did not write that, man. Like you know what I mean. He, he, he we all collaborate together, man. And I hate when people say that, man. And then they know good and well that they, you know. And I'm, I'm saying it might not have been Joe. It might have just got the rumor going that he, you know what I mean. But I hate when people be taking people credit or don't give yeah. the credit. You know what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. I, I like to set the record straight when I'm talking, man. I'm like, it's either that. It happened or it didn't. And, you know, we all wrote it, first of all. You know what I mean? Me, Bob, and Joe. And, yes, it was for Joe. Um, and, mm. again, we were just trying to think of an a R&B joint that's like, you know, how Stevie would write, but not so deep as Inner Visions. We was trying to be in between. We was trying to be really poetic without being Inner Visions. Like, what do you think? You know what I mean? Like, what was that? You know what I'm saying? So right. we was trying to be, you know, as po- uh, poetically uh, make sense. You know what I'm saying? Poetically yeah. mainstream. You know what I'm saying? So we did the joint. Uh, his manager said, man, um, um, I don't know. We'll wait on this one because we did like four or five other ones that they like. Um, oh. We ended up doing Thong Song. And then um, we ended up getting a, a deal with, with Def Jam. And JoJo Brims, Bangs is his nickname, he came and said, uh, let me hear some songs because he was already in town. He was like, what's that? Because that was the first one that was on. Remember, yeah. You guys remember Dats? Remember yep. Dats back in the day, man? Yeah. So I, yeah. I had a whole bag of Dats, man. So I didn't know what was going to be. Someone wouldn't even, like, 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 had a name on it. I just slipped it in there. That was the first track came on. He loved it. And, we, and, and Case came in. He flew in. And he loved it. And then we just recorded it, man. We made him sing his butt off to the point where at the end he said, I can't sing no more. Remember that? Yeah. Jack? Did you hear yeah. That part, man? That's really real. Absolutely. His wow. voice was gone, man, because I, I had him t- do the take. I had him do it like, what, maybe 10, and he had just got off the plane? <laughs> he was trying to make us laugh, yeah. man, but I kept it all there when I mixed it. Oh, like, man. People going to remember that, man. So, yeah, that's what I remember yeah. about that one. And, um, man, I don't know. That's another one where, you know, you just – Hey man, you just gotta let gotta let God come in, man. And you know, if you want to get them type of records that last forever like that, man, that you changed know? the course of history, man. Joe passed one up, and it became a hit for Case. So that's that's interesting how it works out. But Tim, let me talk to you about what you got going on currently. So we're waiting on two projects really right now. You got the Brian sure. McKnight album coming out, and we I love mean. the Sean Stockman EP, man. We're waiting on the album, man. So. What can you tell us about both of those projects? Okay. Well, um, let me go back with Brian, because obviously Brian's first single, What I'm Gone, just came out. And oh, man. We we love that single, man. We love it. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. You know what I was we trying love to that, that double snap like they don't know, man. I don't know if you noticed that or not, man. Really? Oh, wow. Mm. <laughs> so wow. I'm trying to give it that, that 90s snap with, with, with some fresh production. You know what I mean? So... When, and this one just kind of lit up. I'm like, whoa, people still, okay. 
Because you know mm-hmm. the Ambo, man, the nineties just popped in. Whether whether the whether the nineties producers realize it or not, they better hop in right now. Because you know a lot of people, if you hear music, man, Chris Brown, all of them, it's nineties music that they're doing, man. You know what I mean? So anyway, right. to get to it, um, yeah, Brian's. Uh, now that we got one that's really really on fire, it just took off, man. Real time, I think it's like number seventeen right now, man. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's doing really really well. Um, so uh, we had a conversation this weekend, and uh, we're going to start this week, you know what I mean, on that. Um, just going to pound it out. Sean's, it's weird. Um, same thing with him. When when Feel Little Something came out, um, it just took off. But the thing with him, I thought I had the album done. So you know how I go, man, you know, and, and I, I, I'm sure all of us can attest to this. When you hear a song from somebody you go and run and go grab the album, and nothing else on the album sounds like that. you like, dang, I got the album on my download, or I'm looking on iTunes or Amazon, whatever it is, because of this song. They don't have anything else that sound like this. Mm-hmm. So mm. that's what I'm, I'm going to rewind it and see if I can come up with four or five more with Sean if he got time. He's really, really busy. They've been torn a lot, but I want to go back uh. on Sean, too. So. That's what's going on with them too right now is um, I'm really trying to, you know, wrap them up. Um, Ryan, like I said, we only got two. I think he got some, he got some uh, like four or five finished. So Ryan is going to be easy. Sean is easy too, like I said, because it's really dope. But when Flynn or something did what it did, I don't think I got, I don't think I did anything that's that's kind of like did and did, man. You know what I mean? I don't know. We'd be in our heads like that, man. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think I got one that feel like that. And I know people are going to want to at least have that feeling, you know, at least because I actually went to a bridge. You know, the bridge is, in songs is obsolete these days. I'm like, oh, don't, don't get us started, man. That, <laughs> don't get us started, dude. Man. I said, I'm putting a bridge in a song, man. And don't. you notice, the, the, you know what I did, though? I said, I'm going to trick the people. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it feel like I'm gonna change the music and it's gonna feel like the bridge, but it's really the hook. You get what uh, I'm saying? Wow. So I'll change the music, but that's the it's not the bridge, it's a hook. That's the hook. Mm-hmm. So I brought it in that way. So I'm like, ah, I'm gonna start doing that because it's tri- you know what? It's, it, it, it's the Jedi mind trick. It's a bridge, but it's a hook. I'm like, I'm doing that more, man. It works. <laughs> Tim, 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 hold on. We got to ask you about something. So um, we studied the urban AC charts, man, religiously. And uh, Kyle, I want you to have you chime in on this before Tim goes. But, man, where – because, Tim, you be, you're pushing all these artists to urban AC. They're doing really well, man. They're they're moving up quickly. Absolutely. Like, Brian, nice play this single. So, Kyle, where, what do you see right now in urban AC? Well, Tom, I think he nailed it in the head. So a lot of the artists that Tim is signing, they're doing well in Urban AC. But then here comes this huge batch of younger artists who are signed to majors, such as like Her, Queen Nija, LMA. They're being pushed to Urban AC as well. So it just creates this Absolutely. really yeah, yeah. really weird type of environment right now. Yeah. So, so, Tim, so, Tim, how do you compete with that? How do you view it, like, with, with all that going on? I love it. I love it, man, because you know what? Really? It show, it, I'm going to tell you why I love it, man. It's because it's going to even the playing field now. Because LMA is what? How old is she? 24. She's going to be 
Exactly. So yeah. you got a 24-year-old 20, doing, the first one sounded like to me, like Keith Swift song in the 80s, between 85 and then the end of 80s to 90s. Both of her songs, matter of fact, they just got a twist of, uh, of what's going on right now. But, man, you got real chords going on and everything. She's only 24. And you know mm-hmm. what? She's killing them. So she ain't doing nothing, man, but saying, hey, you know what? I can win Grammys off doing this real music. It ain't got to, all of it ain't got to sound trap. You know what I mean? It, all the way through. It can still sound like this. Is this a way you got to do it? Is this the way you got to write it? The way you got to sing it? You know what I mean? So it can still be catchy. You know, melodies. Well, Tim, let me, let me. Let me stop you, know? you real quick, man. Tim, let me stop you real quick. Because you know how younger people kind of dominate what's popular. Right. So how do you compete with, if a younger person is coming onto the, your chart, Urban AC, which we've previously known to be like, you know, 30s, 40s, year olds and over, how do you compete with that? See, see you, you know, let me tell you why um, I love it. I'll give you an example here. Let, let, let's change over to sports for a second. Homeboy, mm-hmm. man, what's his name, man, that didn't play that was unbelievable um, running back for the Steelers? What's his name? Oh. That, that didn't play this year. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, okay, okay. So he was considered the best back, but Todd Gurley yeah. got all that money, right? And that's why he didn't come back because he's like, nah, I did way – go look at my numbers. I did way better than Todd Gurley, man. I'm worth – at least, you know, uh, close to as much as Todd Gurley were, I proved it. You know what I mean? And I'm not that much older than him. So if you're not going to give me that bread, then I'm sitting – you know, I base that – it's almost the same way. Oh. Like, when these, young, yeah. when these young kids are doing it, it's like, cool. You know what I'm saying? Because what it does is it's like it's going to up the ante for – Artists that um, we're talking about to me is of the worlds, the Bryans of the worlds, the Bobbies of the worlds, man. It's like, you know what? They mean something. If these young people are doing it, then something must be up. So it, it, it forces a movement, man, to make everybody be like, wow, man, it is cool to do melodies, man, that ain't got to be like, I don't understand what they're saying and all that. It's cool to say I love you in the record. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool to say, you know, you know, you know heartfelt lyrics man and, and write lyrics man it's cool to not look the snare it, it, everything is 808 and that you know what i'm saying it changes it it, it it pushes the movement when younger people come in it's the same same scenario man that it is in football or basketball or whatever if you playing like if you playing like me and you and you coming in and want to play like me you helping me out mm. like thank you <laughs> you know what i'm saying like because <laughs> it's going to keep my life my lifespan going in music going to keep, you know, Rodney Jerkins, Dallas Austin, Jermaine Dupree, all of us. We can, we can go mm. back and go do what we were doing from the beginning and just twist it with a twist. So I I love it. I really do, man. I, re, mm-hmm. I really love it, man. So wow. if any of the young artists, man, out there, if y'all hear me talk, man, come on in, man. That Urban AC <laughs> chart is on fire right now. <laughs> wow. And you can, you know what? And if you're in love or you want to be in love or you want to talk about, you know, you're in love, this is the chart, and this is the way to do it, man. Just go Urban AC, and then it'll cross <laughs> right. over to R&B Hot 100. That's what LMA did. Uh, you know what I mean? Because right. when yeah, you think of a slow song, man, when you think of a slow song, where is it going to go? 
Urban AC first, right? Yeah. But look what LMA did. It went Urban AC, crossed over the Hot 100, and R&B, you know what I mean? R&B, hip-hop, a slow joint. Mm -hmm. And this weather right now, that helps me out. That's what I mean by that. You get what I'm saying? I'm like, please come, because I want some Hot 100 action, too. (laughs) <laughs> Come on, wow. let's go. yeah, let's go. I mean, shout, shout out to all these young, shout, shout out to all these young artists making R&B. LMA, I mean, even Bruno Mars' last project. Bruno Mars, he killed him last in last oh. time, man. If yeah. anybody didn't know but Bruno you know Mars, man, thank you very much, man, yeah. for that album. Yeah, but guys, all I ask, and I tweeted about this the other day, all I ask is these songs that come out, can they please be longer than two minutes and sixteen seconds? Oh, oh, goodness. Oh, <laughs> you know, I know everyone knows who I'm talking about, but please, I need you to know why they do. Three... You know, you know, Tom, you know why they do that, right? They think in their mind, they're thinking like, they're thinking like Hot 100, like yeah. rap songs, man. Rap songs, you can do that. You know what I'm saying? Because you know that yeah. if you go on, you could do a thing there, fifty words in one in one in a verse when you rap it, but when you sing it, you can't do that. So it's right. like you got to stop thinking about trapping what they're doing on the hip hop side. You know what I'm saying? Like they're rapping. So if you're rapping fast mm-hmm. and, you, and, and you could spit up nine million words, you know what I mean? So you don't have to do that. I still do joints, man. That's three between three fifty and four twenty. They still get on the radio. Brian's joint is four or five, man. When I'm gone, it, it ends up it, it's four minutes and five seconds, man. And just a week and a half, it's number seventeen on the chart. So that proves to you you don't have to be two minutes and 30 seconds. Right. <laughs> it's got to be a good song, man. They'll they'll fade in on their own. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, wow. they ain't got to be two minutes and 30 seconds. They'll fade in on their own if they think it's too long, if they think it's a good record. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, young kids out there, young producers, man, don't be, ah, oh, man, it's too long. And it, man, do the song, make a radio edit, and just in case, you know what I mean? But most likely, man, if they like it, they're going to play it. Yeah. You're right about yeah, that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If it's a good song, it's gonna get played. Let us ask you this last question, man. We ask this to every guest we have on our podcast. Absolutely. Uh, this is a crazy question for you, but if you had to choose between these two artists, who would you rather listen to, Keith Sweat or Music Soul Child? Wow, man, y'all really got me in it because both of them are my boys, man. <laughs> <laughs> but have you worked with Keith Sweat? Ouch! You have uh, you done work with Keith Sweat? I, you know what, man, I didn't. We we were close a gang of yeah. times, but it just never happened. Now, Music Soul Child, I did though. I yeah. worked a lot yeah. with him, but I, I never worked on Keith. I love Keith, man, but Music Soul Child's a bad boy, man. I might uh-huh. Music Soul Child. Sorry, Keith, I love you, man. Don't be mad at me, man. Don't be mad at me, man. You still my boy. His music soul child is a bad dude, though, man. Yeah. He really is, it, man. And them, and them albums. You know what? Just as well as Keith Sweat. But what, I don't know, man. Like, music soul child, he got a gang of styles, man. Yeah. Yeah, he does, do, man. He, he's those are two of our favorites. Hold on, say it again there. Those are two of our favorites on this podcast, music and Keith. So we just ask everyone who they prefer of the two. So it's just like a... A rivalry type of thing, you know what I mean? It's, it's not like... Ow, man. We know they're yeah, both man. great. <laughs> man, that, that one hurt. I ain't going to lie, man. I, I'm going to get off the phone. I'm going to be hurt for about an hour off that question. Uh, 
So hard to get to sleep tonight off that, man. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're both my boys, man. But Absolutely, man. Music soul child. I, I, I guess, let, let me add this in there so Keith won't, if he's hearing this or he's he going to hear it. I work with music soul child, so I didn't work with Keith. So mm, that's why go. I said music soul child. <laughs> that's why I said it, Keith. <laughs> For real. Keith, man, Keith, if you're listening, man, you got you got to step it up, Keith, man. You know, Tim, Tim is waiting for you, man. Nah, man, come on, man. I'm making it work for me, man. We're just messing around, man. Yeah, I know, man. It's all in fun, man. I appreciate y'all guys, man. I really do, man. And you know what, man? Keep doing what y'all doing, man, because you know what? It's y'all bringing attention. You know what I mean? That's what all this. That's what it's all about, man. It's like, hey, y'all forgetting about me over here, R and B. Hey, it was, I, I, I know we're not, you know. I know it's not, you know, trap. Uh, I know it's not Cardi B, you know what I mean? But, you know, we over here. And you know what? Cardi B doing R&B. <laughs> this this yeah, song, she's she just wrapping up an R&B track. Her single yeah. right now. 100%. Yep. We were just talking about that. She rapping on an R&B track, man. So R&B's coming back, man. It's just take. It's just going to take, just like anything, if you want to bring it back, it's going to take an army. You know what I mean? Well, so, Tim. Tim, let me just say this real quick because I appreciate you saying that. We've been at this site, you know, I got sold for almost 10 years now, and R&B is probably in the worst place it's been in those 10 years. And I agree. People like, you, people like yourself, though, are really keeping it alive. You know, some of our favorite artists you're working with, man, we really appreciate that. We need that for more producers than yourself, man. If, if we had more people like you, man, R&B will be in a much greater place than it is right now. So thank you so much for doing what you're doing. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. I I, I can't abandon it, man. I was I was like I I think I hit a post with that. I was like I was born from it, and I'm dipped in it. So it's like you know I I can do anything, man. I've had a hit mm-hmm. in rock, pop, R&B, but R&B, man, it's just that's who I am, man. It's just, I'm I'm walking R&B. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, right. I I I know I know it too much to abandon it. You know right. what I mean? And it gave me this life right here, man, um, this music career, man. So I, I can't abandon it, man. You know, I can't do it, and I, I, I'll never do it. That's why I'm reaching back and grabbing all these artists, man, because the ones, especially the ones that trust in me, because I, 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 I know the right way to do it for it to make sense right now in today's music. Put it that way. You know what I mean? Right. right. I really know what, you know, I, I, I got, my, I got my, 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 my finger on it. Like, I know you know, what they want now, especially when we send them out and they get researched. They're like, oh, this is it. That I'm like, wow, okay, I'll do this then. This is what they want to hear right now, you know what I mean? So, right. you know, so I'm going to keep it alive, man, as much as I can, man. And I think, you know what, eventually, man, like anything else, man, if it was meant to be and, you know, uh, we get some other producers, man, to – Really invest more in R&B. It, 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 it'll get its prominence back, man. It will, man. Right. You know what I mean? So right. just a matter of time. But I'm right in the front line, though. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. I ain't stopping. Absolutely. I'm not going to stop. Absolutely. Just start. Yeah. I just started my second leg. I'm going to stop now. So. <laughs> oh, man. You know, man. But I thank you guys a lot, man. And uh, like I said, man, you know, you guys' name says it all, you know. You got soul, you know what I mean? It's like soul, R&B, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I thank you guys too, man, because if it wasn't you guys talking about my music, you know, people wouldn't know us out. So right. people like you guys. So thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, man. 
Right, Tim. So we're out of time, man. We want to thank you again so much, man. We got your back. Whatever you're doing, we're supporting. We love what you're doing. And, man, Thanks, just man. please keep it going. Please keep man, it going. Will, and please sign, mo- sign more artists, you know. And, I and, will. And in the meantime, send us those unreleased songs you got, and we'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Let me slip this in, man. Hey, Raheem's next single, man. I, man, y'all are not ready for what I did. Oh, man. My Lord, man. Yo, man, he came in, man. He's falsing all the way through on his, his first single that I did. Man, I'm telling you, it's like Maxwell meets, I don't know, man. Who got another baby <laughs> Man, wow. yo, man. He sounded so, man. He never sounded like this on a song. Put it that way. Yeah. Oh, Not man. like this, wait, man. man. Not like this. Man. It's called, uh, what's the name of it? Perfect for me? Just Right. That's the oh. name of it. Just right. Mm-hmm. So, wow. yeah, we're going we're gonna to rush this, man. Give it, a, like, maybe, like, three weeks to a month. You'll, you'll hear, like, nice. three weeks. I'm, I'm pushing three weeks because I'll be done with the mix today. So, wow. you know what I mean? And so, you know, I go, you know, the faster you can get into somebody's hands and they're going crazy over it, the faster they want to push it out. So, yeah. remember I said this, man. Y'all the man. <laughs> Hopefully, man, I get a call back from you guys. Y'all be right, man, you're right. Oh man, wow. sounded really man. good, man. Me and him, man, we we it's a good connection too. So be looking out for it. That's dope, man. We'll, we'll be looking out for that, absolutely. All right, fellas, man. Well, yo, man, Tim, man. Again, thanks so much. I appreciate you hitting me up, man, and uh, just let me know when I I got to listen to when when the podcast come on, so I can absolutely, have all man. my boys listen to it. Cool. <laughs> yep. We'll be in touch, man. <laughs> okay, All right, man. man. That's it. All Take right, care. Thanks a lot. So that was Tim Kelly on the podcast. Shout out to Tim for joining us. Tom, what do we have? You know, I don't know if we have anything for the play of please unless you do. I'm trying to think right now. But can you at least give us your soul backtrack of the day? I'll put you on the spot right now because we haven't done one of these in a while. Oh, man. You know what the soul backtrack of the day is? What was the song you picked out last week for Donnell Jones? I want you to know. He said that. I couldn't believe you picked that, and he said it was his favorite song. I thought that was really cool, like the favorite song yeah. he's ever made. So, for and I, honestly, I didn't, I didn't see it. You told me to listen to it again. You know, it's, it's from his first album, and I took a listen, and I'm like, it's a cool song. But you yeah. and him both, I guess, really understood how deep of a song it was. Uh, you mentioned mm-hmm. to me off the record there was some elements of it that really stood out. Yeah, it was, uh, like I mentioned in that, and guys, if you haven't checked out our episode with Darnell Jones, you need to go back and listen to it, because he gave, like, a full story on how the song was created, but just, man, the vibe of that song, it's almost like Michael Jackson-esque, so, yeah. shout out to Darnell for that record. Um, Tom, what's going on with you know I got soul dot com? Uh, man, we, we, we've been pretty active posting on, it's been a good year for R&B, man, I'll be honest, there's a lot of good stuff coming out, I'm excited. Uh, we haven't even mentioned it. Some of the other songs we have featured on the site, Lion Babe had a pretty good song, um, and some others. Tweet's been doing a Tweet Tuesdays. You know, check all the stuff out on the site. There's a lot of good music coming out this year. It's been a stronger year, I feel like, than the previous few years. So, and then in the meantime, we're just going to keep coming with these podcasts and bringing these special guests, and it's going to be a, it's a good thing going. We're going to keep it going all this year. Yeah, man, we have a couple of guests lined up. I keep telling you guys about this Montella Jordan uh, interview or, uh, or or feature that we're going to have on the podcast, and it's coming, I promise you. 
Um, I'm just getting my dates com- uh, messed up because we have so many things lined up. But we're going to keep bringing them to you. And as long as you guys are down, then we're going to continue doing it. So uh, no play of please this week, unfortunately, without Ed here because without him, no one gets riled up. I already used all my anger on that Solange album. So uh, everyone just do me a favor. Put that Solange album down. Go on Spotify, stream Ashanti's Concrete Rose album, and we're good, Tom.